0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everyone, to the Believe in Bingle podcast. With Solomon Wolcott right now, we're joined by the director of player personnel for the Cincinnati Bengals, the one and only Duke Tobin, joining us on the podcast today. Duke, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Life is good. Take an exhale right now a little bit.
0: That's right. Now, you know, hey, look, we got to ask, what What do you do now that the draft is over. We're going to get to it here in a minute, but what what do you do now? What's next on the agenda? <laughs> well, here here's the sweatshirt I'm
1: wearing, Solly. <laughs>
0: there you go. That says it all. That says it all. <laughs> and hopefully I'll be able to join you over at Coldstream for a round of golf. Good place to be, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let, let's go ahead and dive in, into this uh, draft. You guys take uh, eight players. Uh, and by all accounts, it looks to be um, a very good selection, particularly the process. Let's back up for a minute and talk about philosophically how you guys wanted to approach this year's draft and what you wanted to accomplish. Well,
1: we, we want to take players that, that fit our culture, number one, and uh, and we believe will be positive members of our football team, both on and off the field. So. We, we, we always take that into consideration. And and, and so that, that is that is something that we're always mindful of. And then, you know, we obviously have needs and, and opportunities at different positions, but at the same time, you don't want to jump down a level to take somebody at a position that might be a perceived need when you have somebody of a much higher caliber staring you in the face. So we wanna be mindful of our grades as we go through the draft. We wanna be mindful of value as we uh, go through the draft. And, uh, you know, we, we have targeted guys like like a lot of teams have, but you've gotta be flexible enough to take guys, you know, in the appropriate spots as, as the draft unfolds.
0: That's right. Um, look, you guys go with Miles Murphy, talented uh, edge rusher from the University of Clemson with the 28th, overall pick It was your first round pick in this year's draft it seemed like he's like all the other guys in this year's draft speed personified right four five one in the 40 he's this guy can go Um, what did you see in him and tell us more about him Uh,
1: a young guy with rare traits and fantastic character and had you told us before the first round kicked off that we were going to end up with him, we would have said, heck yeah, let's move <laughs> on. You know, uh, he, not a guy that we thought would uh, be there for us, just the way the board fell and, uh, and he was there. Um, so we were really happy that he, he lasted to us. And, and uh, it was a good feeling in our draft room when, When a guy, a premium player
0: at a premium position is
1: staring at you at 28, you you move on pretty quick.
0: How difficult is it when you're picking near the bottom of the first round? It usually means you have a successful season, but do you kind of have to allow the board to kind of fall to you, not get overly antsy to go up and try to get the guy you want? Do you kind of have to remain open with filling a need as well as taking best player available?
1: Yeah, normally in the bottom of the uh, first round, you have a wider pool of, of players that are worth that. So you can choose your positions maybe a little more readily than in the top five, where there's only a few guys that really warrant that pick. Um, so you do have that, uh, you know, staring you in the face. You're like, well, we can kind of go positionally. But when a guy that you have very high on your board slips all the way down to you, it really doesn't matter what the position is you're, you're going to take the, the premium guy, but we ranked one through 28 on our board. So we're, we're prepared to go. Um, you know, it wasn't a year where we were looking to give up draft to yeah. move up. Uh, we, we wanted guys that, and we wanted all of our mid to late round picks. Uh, we didn't want to give those away because we know, A, what we can find there is going to be guys that can help us win a, a championship. And, and two, we, we do have to
0: fill in certain needs. You know, I, I think two of the more critical areas after securing a quarterback, two of the most critical areas to have to rebuild the offensive line, for one, because it takes a number of different people. It takes talent, but also chemistry of guys working together. You seem to have done that yeah. over the last couple of years. But the same could be said for the secondary. A number of different players having to communicate, right. play together. So how challenging was it? to have to try to rebuild uh, your secondary this offseason after losing three of your four starters in free agency.
1: The uh, the challenge continues, you know, and, and we bring in guys that we have think have the traits to play effective football for us. But now the real work begins, and, and having those four, five, six guys be able to play in unison and and, uh, and for everybody to trust that people are – Performing the roles that they should, we've got great leadership still in that group, and uh, and we think we've got the talent to uh, to really emerge as really a good secondary. You know, you want to rush and you want to cover on defense. That's what that's, that's what right. you have to do to win in this league. And and uh, offensively, you got to protect your quarterback. You got to be able to run the football a little bit. And you got to be able to make big plays. And so those things are always on our mind as we're going through the draft.
0: So you go second round, you take the cornerback DJ Turner from Michigan and then Jordan Battle, mm-hmm. the safety from Alabama. Both are athletic and, and obviously DJ Turner, four two in the 40. That speed, yeah. that's unheard of at that position. Why don't you tell us more about them and, and the versatility I know that Lou Anaroma was always looking for on the back end. What right. are some of the traits they bring to the table specifically?
1: You know, DJ's got uh, really good feet change of direction, ability to mirror, um, ability to run long. Uh, you know, you wanna have recovery speed if you make a, a mistake. If he makes a mistake, he's got the recovery speed. He's got good ball skills. He's an intelligent football player. You know, the things that we're gonna do with him as he gets, he'll, he'll be able to fill a couple different roles. We envision him playing outside mostly. But he could really develop inside, too, if that need arises. So he's got that inside-outside versatility. And, and he'll be coming in and create, continuing to gain strength. The one thing he needs to do is play with a little more strength at the catch point. And I think we can give that to him. You look for the traits that you can't give to somebody uh, as when you're talking about the draft. And then when there are things that you can give them, a little more strength, you know, a little more bulk, then then you feel good about it. And, but he can really cover, he can really run and he's uh he's a great football character.
0: How about Jordan battle who uh, started over 40 games playing for Nick Saban at the university of Alabama uh, player at that position. You and I both know Nick is going to have his hands on them very closely and they're going to have yeah. to be smart and great communicators as well. Right.
1: I think Nick has come out and said just how much he meant to their football team I know he, uh, he expressed that to us when we were through uh, visiting with him on the scouting trail about how important and how intelligent a football player that this is. And and he's that, that's a key to that position. You have to be able to be right, and you have to be able to direct others to be right. Yeah. And then you have to have some versatility, which he does. He can play in the deep. He can play at the line of scrimmage. He can blitz. He's got great anticipation. Um, so we're pretty much a ready-made football player that has a lot of different versatility pieces that can come into our defense and uh, and fill in where needed.
0: Probably a luxury to still have him lurking around in the third round. Uh, many teams had almost Just a second-round break Yeah.
1: Yeah, he just stood out on our board as, uh, you know, uh, hey, look at me, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm way up here. That's right. <laughs> That's else, right. Nobody else is up here. Look at me. And uh, we looked at him, and uh, so it was good. And. And there's a need there, you know, do we, yeah. for, for safety. Uh, and so we're, we were happy to get them. And it uh, it was a good feeling at the end of that day, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's certainly a selection that has excited a lot of Bengals fans. Just talk to me about your fifth-round pick, the running back Chase Brown out of the University of Illinois. This guy's a different kind of player, different kind of running back from what mm-hmm. we're accustomed to seeing on a Bengals offense. And it's not – like he's coming here to replace anyone, but he could be a huge addition to give you a great variety in the offense.
1: Yeah, you know, a guy that has great lateral quickness, but he, he can really get downhill in a hurry. We like that about his running style. Tremendous character, outstanding intelligence. You know, the things that backs have to learn in our league almost universally is pass protection. Yeah, identifying the correct uh, the correct assignment and then going and doing it so those are things young backs have to learn so he'll be in that learning mode there gaining a comfort you know with the other players on the field that hey I'm, I know what I'm doing um, but as a ball carrier he's explosive he's got a lot of explosive plays in college um, obviously a lot of production and you can throw him the football and he's pretty good there too so you know it just we thought it was a great value uh, when we were going and it be a great addition to our running back room.
0: Yeah, Chase Brown stands out as a smaller guy, but with great balance, great Mm pass-catching ability, and he can tote the rock, you know, 1,600 yards rushing, uh, fourth most in the country one year ago. So there's a guy that can get a lot of work done. Tell us about your uh, fourth and sixth-round pick, the two wide receivers, one from Purdue, one from Princeton, but both equally productive.
1: Yeah, well, we like production,
0: and
1: uh, – and we like guys that are versatile. And, and, and really, when you, when you look at Charlie, that, that's what he is. He can play inside and outside. Uh, he can be a feature because he showed that he could be the feature guy at Purdue. Uh, he, he's an outstanding runner, uh, route runner with, with balance and body control, very natural hands catcher. We think he'll be able to separate if he's playing inside. And he's still got the speed to threaten on the outside. He's great uh, with the ball in the air, being able to uh, go up com- and compete for it. And then he adds the versatility uh, on special teams, which we were looking for. Our wideouts have to have to do that. So there's a vision for him there as well. And, and so we, we like the total package that we were getting there. But he's really quick, and he's a great route runner.
0: You, know, you have to go back, what, 14 years ago since you last took a punter in the draft in yeah. Kevin Huber, and it turned out to be a good selection. Um, tell us uh, why the selection of Brad Robbins, um, the punter out of the University of Michigan, what what caught your eye about him? Well, one thing
1: we were able to do is secure an extra pick. And uh, just by moving down you know, a few spots there in the third round, we, we secured that eighth draft pick. Uh, and, and with that in mind you know if, if there's an opportunity to take a specialist and uh, and, and add, add competition in that room uh, we, we wanted to do that and we think competition will bring out the best in both the punters we have on our roster and it'll be fun to see them compete but uh, you know he's an accomplished player a very uh, a very experienced player uh, he's been a very good holder uh, you know for their all-American kicker, and uh, we we just like the total package and uh, of of what he brings and the competition level he's gonna gonna bring to us, and it'll be it'll be fun to watch those punters go at it this uh, this summer and this fall.
0: I, I love when you talked about um, providing something for players that maybe you can't teach them right. Uh, either they have to bring that to the table because there are some of those skills, mm-hmm. speed. Speed is one of those traits yeah. that you can't, come with you it. can't teach it. That's <laughs> right. There, <laughs> <laughs> how important was that to you amongst the players? Because it I went back and checked them your receivers, the defensive backs, the, the edge rushers, um, they can all flat out fly. Um, how important was that yeah. uh in, in many of the it, selections? It's a
1: big trait. You want you want the traits that you can't give them, and 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 you know, our Princeton guy, Andre, you know. He's six three and he runs four four and he's that's got right. production <laughs> and he's got character and he's got body control and he's got good hands. Uh, and and that's somebody that we can develop. We can work with that, you know, because he brings that to the table to start. He's gonna have a transition. He's coming from Princeton. Yeah. Well coached though by Bob Serace and you know, well prepared, but there's a transition from Princeton to the NFL and and we'll help him through that part of it but he brings a lot of physical traits as does DJ Ivy, you know, and played a lot of ball at a high level uh, yeah. down in Miami. And, and he's got the traits really impressed with him at his pro day. And then we brought him into Cincinnati to get to know him a little bit. Um, and, and was really impressed with him there too, non combine. So yeah. you know, we, uh, we, we wanted to take a, take a, a chance to get to know him a little more and, and so the more you get to know these guys, the more you kind of like them, and the more you target them in the in the later rounds, and you, you visualize a role. And those guys late in the draft, they're going to have to find a role for Darren Simmons. And if they're fast, they got a better chance of doing it.
0: Than the first <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, look, I think all we have to do is look to last year when we saw uh, Mister Irrelevant, a seventh round pick, the last player to go yeah. in last year's draft, into. The- um, um, winning five straight games for the 49ers, at quarterback, and taking them all the way to the NFC Championship game. So every single pick does matter, right, dude? We grind on those last picks as much as we grind on the first
1: one. And uh, yeah. perhaps even more, you know, perhaps even more. But we're grinding to find the right guy. The, the, the pyramid is big down there. There's a lot of guys That's to right. choose from. So you really have to grind to find the ones that are right for you and can fit a role you have envisioned for them so it's uh it's a grind down through there and we don't take any of those papers
0: well we appreciate you taking the time to join us uh on the believe yeah. in bagel podcast you're one of the best in the business at what you do keep up the good work we look forward to catching up with you uh, before we get to training camp in the meantime i'll see you on the golf course okay i love it Sally. love it all well, right the take care see all you right guys. all the best